headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the Pods Moving and Storage Studios. It's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Jade Washaw, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Stuart is in Richmond, Virginia. Hi, Stuart. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hey, Dave. How are you? Better than I deserve. What's up? Great. So my wife and I have some extra money, and we're trying to figure out the best way to prioritize spending it. Uh, to give you a little bit of background, we're currently on baby steps four, five, and six. We're actually on baby steps five and six for this year. We've finished uh, funding for retirement. Um, this money that we have was initially going to be earmarked for our kids' college uh, because we just got to baby steps five, four, five, and six this year. So their funding is is low. We've been trying to step that up monthly, and we're putting away a pretty decent amount each month. But we how, how old to, are they? So I have five kids, and they range in age from the eldest being 13, the youngest being two. Okay. Um, we're currently putting away about $4,000 a month uh, in their college savings. Um, I had two wrinkles come up financially here this month, one of which was I got into a car accident. Car's probably totaled. going to need to get a new car. At the same time, um, the company that I work for has offered me the opportunity to purchase some equity. I already have a decent amount. It's I work for a, a privately held company, so it's illiquid. Um, but the money that I've put in there previously has performed very, very well. Uh, so I wanted at, to to purchase this if I if it made sense. It's about forty five thousand uh, dollars that we're we're working with here, and really just trying to figure out the best way to allocate that spending. Your car had insurance on it, didn't it? It, it did, yeah. So what, I what's was that car that worth? Ticketed. Yeah, it wasn't all that much, uh, probably eight or $9,000. Okay, so you're so driving an eight or $9,000 car. The totaling yeah. of the car is not the problem, because you could just go buy an eight or $9,000 car. Like oh, you yeah, I can buy a new car, correct. Okay, uh, uh, the same car, about, I mean, that's what the insurance is for. Um, the question is, do you want to move up in car? Mm-hmm. Yeah, or most buy likely. Equity? Correct. And the... My thought process there is that we have, uh, like I said, five kids. I was just driving a sedan. I'm most likely going to get need to get something a little bit bigger, and um, you know, softly used four or five year old SUVs are still going for twenty five thousand dollars or so uh, in our area. Now, so the question is, do you want to move up in car or buy equity in the thing? Because your other car was fine until you had a wreck. Right. Yeah. So most likely we'll we'll move up in car. Okay. Um, That's fine. What's your household income? Uh, so I make uh, about two hundred and eighty. Um, my wife is she stays home with our kids, but she does some bookkeeping on the side and makes yeah. about thirty five. Well, okay. if you if you pay cash for a car that's worth twenty five, you make two hundred fifty. There's nothing wrong with that. Would you prioritize putting some of that into our kids' college fund? Because, like I said, we just started doing that this year, so it's. I'd rather have a college fund than I would a minority interest in a privately held illiquid company. Yeah. Okay. Okay. For sure. All right. Well, yeah, that makes sense. The the reason I was thinking that is because, I mean, I've got close to $200,000 in equity uh, in the company and mm-hmm. it's like, like I said, it's performed pretty well. Yeah. What's your um, percentage so, of ownership? Uh, very, very small. Yeah. So it's a big company. Yeah. 
You got absolutely no control of the situation. Correct. Bozos running it could do cocaine, run the thing in the, into a the sink, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. And no, that's a minority true. interest in a privately held company. Illiquid, you're screwed. Yeah. I'd rather I mean, put the extra money to the kids' college fund or paying off your own house. Yep. That's what I would yeah. do. Yeah. You, you got Will enough you, invested in this. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You got plenty invested. Are they going to take it public or you're just going to sit here and write uh, it out for the ROI? I don't know the answer to that question. What's the exit strategy if you quit? Um, it's I would be able to pull that out at the next equity event, which is either a recapitalization or a sale of the company. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Which is again at, at their whim. At their whim. So you're stuck with it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. This is yeah. This is what scares me about minority interest in in small small you know. It's not that small, but privately held situation where you basically have zero control over this. That, that's right. what scares me. And so, yeah, I'm. Uh, I think you got more than enough in there. I wouldn't put any more in it. I'd, I'd ride what you got, and let's pay cash for the kids' college, get you a car, and um, I'm throwing the rest in, you know, towards the house, like Jade said. Yeah, going back to what he said, because I'm interested. If he if he did that, what's the what's the hope? Is that this company becomes publicly traded? No, I mean, is there? They have. They've given him no indication based on our conversation just now. They're going to do that. Yeah, but and that so would be the only. Basically, his hope is is that they make a profit, and his percentage he gets paid out in profits. And so he's the two hundred thousand he's got invested today mm-hmm. has made him good money. Mm-hmm. He's made a good rate of return on that. So mm-hmm. say he's getting an extra fifty thousand dollars a year. I mean, okay. that's twenty five percent rate of return. That'd probably be about what he's getting. He's probably yeah. getting some something north of twenty, anyway. Uh, today, but again, you know, there's human beings running the thing, yeah, it's and risky. Um, and there's variables in the economy. You don't know when the next Fauci is going to come along, and so you just can't <laughs> you just can't control everything. You know, you can't control everything outside of yourself. Fauci really messed you up, Dave. <laughs> no, no, Fauci really messed up America, and so <laughs> that means that for the rest of my life, I have the pleasure of messing with Fauci. <laughs> Yeah. I love it. When I'm you turn when it. you screw everybody and your name gets turned into a verb, you got fouched. <laughs> you got fouched. That's when you know you're you're have been labeled permanently. So yeah. yeah that's oh. a psychological scar on all of us. And that's but it's okay. We'll be okay. So can Fauci get Ramsey'd? I, I doubt he cares. <laughs> probably probably not a big probably not a big on his threat radar, it's probably not a big thing. So I think he's probably a lot more worried about Rand Paul. All right. <laughs> Open phones at 888-825-5225. You guys jump in. We'll talk about your life and your money. It's what we're here for. And uh, we'll try to help you. We're an expert on our opinion. That's right. And, uh, hey, we've helped a lot of folk. And uh, some people agree with it. Some don't. You don't have to do it. You're grown-ups. You get to do what you want to do. But we'll teach you what we know and what we've led uh, tens of millions of people out of debt and millions of people into million-dollar net worths and uh, more than anybody else. And so we got a pretty good track record, but there's a lot of reason to disagree with us. And uh, I sometimes argue with myself. So <laughs> I was doing that a while ago in a board meeting. We had our operating board meeting this morning, and I got an argument with myself. It's ridiculous. As long as you do it in front of people. I do, but it's a little bit like I've got multiple personalities. Oh, wait, I do. I have Jade and Rachel and George. Hey! (laughs) That's good. And Deloney and Coleman, and there you go. There you Uh, go. Lots of Ramsey personalities. This is The Ramsey Show.
I want to tell you a true story. I got a letter from Fran in Virginia once. She and her husband, Gary, were loaded down with debt. They decided to get serious and worked for over two years to pay off $65,000. They were able to buy their dream home. Gary had just started a new job and things were looking really good. Six months later, Gary unexpectedly died. Wow tears my heart out. Besides the grief and shock, Fran had no income, was on her own, and her social security benefits couldn't pay the mortgage. Talk about feeling lost and alone. The only good part of this story is that Gary had term life insurance through Xander, so Fran was able to deal with her grief without being overwhelmed with money issues. Sad story, but I share it with you to make a point. For over 25 years, I've been telling you about the importance of term life insurance and protecting your family. Having life insurance is what responsible people do for their families. It's why I tell you every day to go to Xander.com or call them at 800-356-4282. Jade Washaw, Ramsey Personalities, my co-host. The Ramsey Show Question of the Day, sponsored by Neighborly, your hub for home services. Most American homes have dozens of apl- of appliances, and chances are, at any given time, there's something wrong with at least one of them. Mr. Appliance, a Neighborly brand, offers expert appliance service on your schedule. Visit Neighborly.com to find out home service experts near you, including a Mr. Appliance in your area. Mm. Today's question comes from Cindy in Kansas. She says we have about $185,000 of equity in our house. With rates being what they are right now, is there anything we can do with the with our equity or should we wait till rates drop to possibly take out money to finish the basement and redo the deck? We have great credit and owe 115,000 on the house. We just don't understand if there's any benefit to having all this equity. We do plan to move in the next 2 years due to better schools. Would pulling, out, would pulling from the equity of our house to finish the basement to increase our square footage to 3,000 square feet be smart? I got an offer from the bank saying I could take out an interest-only payment for 10 years. But I never heard of that before, and I didn't know if it's a good thing. <laughs> um, we're from the yeah. bank, and we're here to help. Yeah, those words don't go together. And if they do, they're lies. <laughs> they're not here to help. Um, I want to make sure we're speaking the same language here because words like debt and loans and interest rates, I don't care a whole lot about that. What I do care about is this equity in your home. And the great thing about that equity, Cindy, is that's a value to you. That's wealth that you're building in your home. And no, I would not take that out to do repairs. You're stealing and robbing from your future when you do that. What I would do is start putting aside money to do those repairs on your home yourself and pay cash for those. And you might be thinking, yeah, Jade, but I'm gonna move in two years and you know, won't I get the money back? Maybe, maybe not, but I'd rather have that money in equity so that when I go to move, you're getting all that money back to put on your next home. If you take all that money now, you're not gonna have much of a down payment to roll over into the next home. Does that make sense? So no, I would not pull out all of that equity. As a matter of fact, depending on what your situation is, if you don't have any debt, I'd actually double down and start paying more to pay off the home. Or like you said, you could put some of that money aside to save for the renovations. I would not deal with the bank on this. I would not go into debt for this. Um, Not doing it. That's all I can say. So um, Cindy, for for you and those like you that say, um, I never heard of that before, an interest-only loan payment for 10 years. Interest-only means you paid only the interest, which means you paid nothing on the debt, which means this goes on forever. 
and mm-hmm. ever, amen. Mm-hmm. Not only 10 years. Forever and ever, amen. It just keeps going and going yeah. and going and going and going, going. There's no end to it. None whatsoever. It just goes on. Mm-hmm. You're going to be in debt forever. And the, the big problem with that is that you write checks every month mm-hmm. for the privilege of going nowhere, just running like a rat in a wheel. Mm-hmm. That's what interest only is. No traction, no progress. And we know from having studied wealthy people that one of the primary things people do, there's two things that really cause people to get their first $1 million to $5 million in net worth. The two primary things are they invest steadily in their retirement plans and good growth stock mutual funds like 401ks and Roth IRAs, and they pay off their home, not pay only the interest and stay in debt forever and ever and ever and ever. So the product that the bank is offering you here is to screw you, Mm -hmm. which is what banks do, and they're there to mess you over. That's their job, and they're good at it. And there's to take interest from you and keep you in debt perpetually. So people that do this type of loan are what we call middle class, perpetually. There's nothing evil about being middle class, but when you do middle class stupid things that cause you to stay middle class, when you have the ability to be much higher in the socioeconomic strata, meaning you had millions of dollars in net worth, and you had a great, solid, wonderful golden rocking chair at your retirement instead of, I hope the government will take care of me, mm-hmm. which is well known for its ability to handle money. This is a stupid plan, okay? So, no, we don't do that. So, the, the deal is, uh, you know, there's here's some things that, uh, you know, we could just take a second and talk about this. It's a yeah. good idea. Because I, I grew up in a... Uh, slightly lower middle class family Mm -hmm. okay and so i watched people do middle class stuff okay here's what middle class Uh, by the way there's poor people stuff that they do too sure and then there's rich people stuff that you do yes and it's not that one's a person is better by character than another by doing these things these are just the financial moves that cause you to stay in one of these areas okay Mm -hmm. poor people would be payday lender yes pawn shop title loans Mm mm-hmm uh, pay at the pay at uh, uh, payday. What do you call uh, uh, payday loan? Like, pay, pay at the car lot, whatever it is. What do you oh, call tote it? the note. Tote the note. Um, rent to own your Ooh. freaking washer and dryer, yes. and pay about five x for it yes. when you do that. Uh, these are poor people. Lottery. Lottery is yes, going to make me lottery. rich. Mm-hmm. They, by the way, almost all lottery tickets. Seventy eight percent of lottery tickets are sold in poor zip codes. Mm. That's a- yeah, and and Tennessee, the lottery money is used to send. Uh, middle class and upper class people's kids to school. They pay for your. They give you three thousand, four thousand dollars for tuition. So in Tennessee, poor people are sending rich and middle class people's kids to college. So isn't that a wonderful program? Mm. I just love it. It's awesome. And so this is what. So that's poor p- people stuff. Okay. Yep. Middle class people stuff is car, car payments. Notes. Car payment. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get rich on uh, airline he, miles with my credit card. Uh-huh. HELOCs. Uh, HELOCs. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a second mortgage out, interest only, mm-hmm. and fix up my basement and build a deck uh, because I deserve it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I believe all the SoFi commercials, oh, the gosh. pretty people. Student loans. Student loans, middle class. Well, some lower class, but mainly middle class. Mm-hmm. Keep you middle class forever. Um, whole life life insurance. That's a good one. Yes, whole uh, life. Leasing a car. Yes. Very middle class. Mm-hmm. Very mm-hmm. middle class. So rich people... Don't ask how much down and how much a month. They ask how much. They avoid payments. They pay for it or they don't buy it. That's and that's what got them to be rich, and it's what keeps them rich. 
And so the rich get richer and the poor get poorer. Yep. Because you keep doing the same crap that causes it mm-hmm. in both cases. And so you keep doing rich people stuff, you get to be rich people. I'm telling you, you make thirty, forty thousand, fifty thousand dollars a year in America today, and you do rich people stuff for the next decade, you'll be all you right. will not be you will not be poor anymore. No, you'll be all right. You just do the stuff they do. You pay cash for things, mm-hmm. you buy used cars, uh, you don't lease stuff, you don't finance your freaking vacations. Yes. You stay out of the timeshare office, you run the whole life agent out with a stick out of your living room. Get out. Get out. Get <laughs> you know you do this is what you do right you do you start doing this stuff you i mean and it's not a it's again it's not a character thing yeah because if it's a character thing i would not have anything absolutely because i mean i i'm so dumb i had to become a millionaire twice yeah. i lost it all the first time because i did practices. stupid butt stuff so it's not it, it's not that but here's figure out and, and you know there's even stuff that people do by age group okay number mm-hmm. one mistake people do when they graduate from college student loans no, they already had those. Oh, they buy a new car. Ah, ding, 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 ding. They got their big boy, big girl job. They That's get a right. car. And I have to get a big girl car payment mm-hmm. to go with my big girl job because I, I'm embarrassed to drive the college car. Uh-huh. God help you. What a 1% problem is that? You had a college car. These are things that most people never even dream of having in one sentence. I know that's And you right. had that regardless of if it was a hoopty. But I had to go get a $35,000 car because the one I had didn't have an airbag. Oh, you're killing me here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So this is ding, 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 ding. There's age group mistakes. There's social stratum mistakes mm-hmm. and or behaviors that cause you to be in that social strata. So if you want to level up, you change your behaviors. That's right. You change your habits. You change your views. Where there is no vision, the people perish. That's like die. Vision is key. And that is, I want to level up. I'm going to do stuff I've never done before, so I have things I never had before. I'm going to pay a price to win. I'm not going to follow all the freaking li- all my broke friends that got an opinion about money. Go do what your broke friends do and see if you don't look like one of your broke friends. Mm-hmm. That's pretty dumb. This is The Ramsey Show. Jade Washall, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Stacy is with us in Los Angeles. Hi, Stacy. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hey, Dave. Hey. So let me get right to the point. My wife and I were both 44. We're on baby step seven. Got a paid-off million-dollar house. Have 1.2 million in 401ks. About ding, ding. Well done. Thank you. Oh, Dave, I have to tell you, we when we paid off the house this year. I took a picture of myself barefoot on the on the on the lawn, and I posted on the, the the Baby Step Millionaires Facebook page, and I was overwhelmed with hundreds and hundreds of people liking it and commenting. <laughs> it. You are absolutely right. It it, it just feels so different. <laughs> That's <laughs> great. I love it. So here I am. My between my wife and I, we're making two hundred grand a year, and we're just piling up cash because we're savers and. I've got 13 grandkids. The youngest is four weeks old. The oldest is 13. And I'm thinking, how can I, how can I be intentional and give and help change their lives? And I'm thinking, what's the best way to save for their college or to help pay for some of their college? I Googled 529s and, and I was, I got a little confused. And do I set up 13 529s? Do I set up one 529 and then just allocate as I see fit or what, you know, what, or do I just say the heck with it? and just keep, just pull out of my investment accounts when they turn 19 and go to college. 
I must what, have misunderstood. I must have misunderstood you. I thought you said you were forty-four. That's what I thought. I am. You're forty-four am. with thirteen five, grandkids. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Fifty-four. 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 I'm sorry. Not forty-four. Fifty-four. I'm feeling I'm so much better. Me now. too. For sorry, everybody's sorry. sake. I mean, you're yeah, all from California, not from Tennessee, so I couldn't figure that out. Okay. So my wife always round, my wife always rounds up and calls me 55, and I and in my mind I was thinking four, four. Make sure you yeah. say 54. Okay. Uh, that's okay. I'm I wasn't trying to, to make you I'm older. Sure. I just thought you were a child bride or something. I didn't know what your deal was. Okay. <laughs> no. All right. All right. So, uh, so I looked at that five here's what I, I would do if I were in your shoes, okay? Thank you. If you put a 520, if you put it into a 529, they need to be individual. And uh, they're then in the kid's name, and you can set yourself as the custodian. You're in total control of it as the custodian. Okay? You don't even have to distribute it to them. You can just take the money. But the problem is you don't have to distribute it to them until they do what you say. Uh, The problem is that uh, that money then has to be used for education. I probably... I mean, I, we, we've uh, thrown money in our kids, our big grandbabies 529s, uh, on their first birthday to get them started. It's like a tradition. Their parents don't need the money, but we do it just to help them start the very first one, right, and to get it going. Right. Um, and I've only got seven. But, uh, but anyway, you've got the money. So <sighs> we don't know the path the kid is going to take. And when you're a grandparent, you have absolutely no control over the path the kid is going to take and the money is now in the kid's name when you put it in a 529 Mm. so i'm probably going to be more of a control freak than that well now that's my nature and so my thought was to just do one big like separate fund yeah and then and then be the you know the grandma grandpa scholarship fund and there you go go to school and here's how you qualify okay (laughs) here's the qualifications for the scholarship fund yeah, we're not doing drugs. We're walking with Jesus. You know, we're not, uh, you know, uh, we're not a porn okay. star. You know, whatever it is, right? I mean, you know, you got you're going to be living a clean life, right? And so, because otherwise, you don't qualify for the Grandma and Grandpa Scholarship Fund, and that's gives them an incentive to uh, uh, to stand tall and to be somebody. So, so would you still do the five twenty nine? No, or? no. I think I'd just have a big okay. fund, and mm-hmm. and I'd go ahead and announce it to the parents and the grandparents, and I'd kind of start talking about it, like at Christmas. You know, there's a grandpa okay. scholarship fund, and, you know, here's how you qualify. And, um, you know, you, Mike Rowe would be proud if you put a work ethic thing in there, right? Well, they'll tell you that serving Jesus is number one on the list, that's yeah. for sure. Yeah. And, um, well, yeah. Here, here's the thing. And, I mean, uh, you're doing cocaine. I'm not going to fund your life because I love you. I don't want to kill you. And giving a cocaine right. addict money ensures they're going to die. So that's not an act of love. That's just an act of irresponsibility. So, yeah, that's, that, you know, so you're going to, that's why I'm controlling because I love you. I'm going to control these funds because fun money makes these kids and every one of us more of what we already are. If you're a jerk so and I'm you a- get money, you're a colossal jerk. You know, if you're misbehaving oh, and you more- get money, you misbehave in style. Would you tell them? Would you tell them how much is at stake? Thank you. That was my question. How much? How old are they? So the youngest is three weeks, and the oldest is thirteen. And so my my goal is to work backwards with a goal of twenty five grand per per grandkid, and then just what do I need to invest monthly, yearly, okay. so that that's cool. Obviously, obviously the oldest. 
because I have zero in the fund today. So obviously the oldest is going to take, you know, the lion's share in five years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then the, the you know, I'm, that, I might, yeah, I might pay two, I might pay tuition for four years to a state school. Maximum okay. of X. I like that. Today that'd be 40 grand, but yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not supposed to forty. Got time and I got time and resources yeah. to get there. Yeah, so. I'm just you do whatever you want to, do, or I'll pay for the first two years of tuition, maximum of X. But yeah, I think you're right. But mm-hmm. but let's you Let know because you got to put a limit on it. Otherwise, the you know we don't know what the stupid colleges are going to do. It could be eighty grand a year by the time one of them gets there or something, mm-hmm. and I don't want to be on the hook for that. So, uh, you know, maximum of X, whatever X is, and um, I'll pay up to four years of tuition mm-hmm. uh, to a state school, maximum of X, and here's the five things you do to qualify for the Grandpa and Grandma Scholarship. I love this. I love this, too. Good job, Grandpa. I love this. And, <laughs> and here's the thing. You know, here's the thing about this. You're a control freak. No. I just told you what you could do. You get to choose. I know. That's right. That's good. You so, get to so choose. I know you're going to – I know how you're going to answer this next question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. <laughs> so what happens when, when – Grandkid one gets you know thirty five grand, and then grandkid two gets to zero because of the poor life choices, and and and, and they're you know and they go crying to their other siblings, or they go crying to their parents. Tough you know, turkey toenails. Me, That's what, what, do you, we, what do you, we used to say. Tough turkey toenails. <laughs> that's what we used to say because okay. it's your it's what they've said. You, yeah, I think that's why you lay it out there ahead of time. Uh-huh. It's not a surprise boundary. This is the qualifications for the scholarship fund. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like I had okay. a friend who was Cherokee. He's half Cherokee and he got his entire college paid for because he, he qualified for a native American, whatever, da, 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 da. Right. Right. I don't qualify for that. So I don't get to whine about it because it's, I'm not half Cherokee. Yeah. So shut your butt up, you know, call the wambulance. You know, and so you, here's the deal. And your behavior, you do get to qual- you get to choose. I was going to say, I don't get this to is choose the my DNA. That's the But difference. I can choose my behaviors and my character. Those are mm-hmm. choices. Integrity is a choice. Yeah. And drug, they'll never be able to say they didn't know. Sexual promiscuity is a choice. These things are choices and they affect your life long term. And old people like me and wonderfully wonderful stacy grandpa there know these things so <laughs> we're more actually more concerned boys and girls about your habit patterns and your life because they're a greater indicator of your success than your education yeah ding 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 do you know how to tell the truth do you know how to smile do you know how to shake a man or woman's hand look them in the eye uh do you have a little bit of moxie can you swagger just a little bit but not too much i mean can you can you work a whole day like a whole day. Can you get a callus on your hand? Do you know how to do that? <laughs> These are the things that will cause you to become successful more than your degrees. I know people with more degrees than a thermometer that can't find their way out of a wet bag. Mm-hmm. You know? So, I mean, that's the thing. So, you, this is what Stacy's talking about. This is important stuff, is. y'all. Building character is more important. Meg Maker will talk about this in Strong Father, Strong Daughters. One of the best parenting experts on the planet right now. And, boy, is she catching some hell because she's telling the truth. Mm-hmm. Man, talk to people about parenting in this crazy world. Man, oh, man. Well, guys, teach your kids character and then get them an education. That, that's what Stacy's lining up here. Yeah. I, I am. I don't have a grandpa and grandma scholarship fund. I might want one now. I know. That's a good idea. 
I might like the control that that would give me. You would like that. <laughs> you would like that, Dave. <laughs> the influence. The influence that that would give me. This is The Ramsey Show. Jade Washall, Ramsey personality, is my co-host. Richie is with us in Phoenix, Arizona. Hi, Richie. How are you? Hey, Dave. How you doing? Better than I deserve. What's up? Hey, so real quick, um, I've got a mortgage. It is the only debt I have. It is about 260000 left I owe on the house. I bought the house at an interest rate of 2.7%. I have $250,000 in the bank. So my question is, do I pay off the mortgage? Everyone's telling me that I could use that money and invest it and get a better return on it because I have such a low interest rate on the mortgage. Everyone is broke. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Right. So you don't want to go with the, they said, and I heard financial planning firm. Okay. You follow broke people's advice. What would you expect to be other than broke? Yeah. Yeah. So let me ask you this. Let's turn it around. Sometimes a good way to figure things out is to reverse engineer them and see how they feel. Mm-hmm. What's your home worth? Um, it's probably in the four fifties, five hundred. And what do you what do you make a year? Uh, me and my wife together bring home about one hundred twenty thousand a year. And how old are you? Uh, Thirty. Way to go! You've done very well, Richie. Congratulations. Well, thanks, Dave. Appreciate it. Okay. Let's pretend you're living in a four hundred fifty thousand dollar paid for house. And you have no money in your checking except just an emergency fund of three to six months of expenses set aside over in savings, okay? Okay. And your house is paid for. Uh-huh. Mortgage rates come down. And you can borrow whatever you want to borrow on this paid-for house at 275 You're sitting there in a paid-for house. Can you breathe that in for a second? Would you go right. get a mortgage? And you're saying I can borrow again? Uh, uh, yeah, let's just say you, the interest rates were 275 He's gotcha. saying, would you borrow against your if home? If your house is paid for, you're sitting in a paid-for house at 30 years old, it's 450000 you make 120000 a year, you got $30,000 in your checking account, would you go borrow $250,000, $300,000 on this house, on this paid-for house, at two seven five? Right, no, probably not. What's the difference? Yeah, exactly. Okay. The difference is this. Let me help you. When you ask the question in reverse, what we're doing here is we're activating your heart. Because once you kind of got your head around what I was saying, for just a second, even though it was a hypothetical situation, we discussed taking a paid-for house and putting it in debt. For just a second, your stomach jumped jumped into your throat and your heart started beating faster. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, because the way that question asks is it activates the risk because your heart and your stomach measure risk. Your brain does math. And that's a metaphor of sorts, but my point is what your friends are not recognizing is risk. Mm-hmm. And every we, we've done detailed research, and 100% of the foreclosures occur on a home with a mortgage. Right. So there's always risk, even if it's 275, even if you have a steady job making a great income, there's always a level of risk. Now, in your case, it's not a horrendous level of risk. That's why it kind of becomes a theoretical discussion, like a, hmm, I wonder if I should 
really do that. Mm-hmm. Hmm, I wonder if my broke friends are right because there's, you're not feeling the risk. But let me tell you, if that thing was up to your eyeballs and you could barely breathe, you would feel the risk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because mortgages, all debt equals risk. More debt equals more risk. Less debt equals less risk. And that is not calculated in the math that your broke friends are using. And that's what our reverse scenario does for you. It makes your body feel the risk Mm -hmm. because you really do feel it. Well, yeah, you're weighing you're weighing both sides of the equation accurately. Before it was easy to just say, oh, you don't need to pay off your house without even taking a moment to think what that would feel like and weigh that side of it. And then when you do that, it puts it into perspective, which is now Dr. John Deloney talks about and I've never heard anybody talk about it quite like he has. But the research that's there, the way our body carries stress, Mm -hmm. we physically physiologically mm-hmm. store up trauma yes store up stress and so when someone says this debt is weighing me down yeah it, that's an actual true statement yeah it your is body knows if you are carrying a backpack full mm-hmm. of bricks yeah your body keeps the score is what he says that's what he says and um he's quoting a famous psychop mm-hmm. famous piece of research but we store trauma, we store risk, we store pain mm-hmm. physically in our bodies. And when you don't have that, there's a release. 100%. And that's what God's meant when he said the borrower is slave to the lender. Yeah. Slaves don't have choices. You know, it changes things. And you can't, uh, you can't fool your body into thinking it's not there. Your body does know. Yeah. We were talking about this with the student loans. You know, people are saying, uh, you know, but I can get a, a lower payment and kick the can down the road as if your body doesn't feel it. As, as if you don't really know somewhere deep down in your knower. Yeah. That this is stupid. Yes. And that it's still there. Yeah. It didn't go away. We, you know, you know, we just swept it under the rug and, mm-hmm. you know, all we got is a lumpy rug. Yep. You know what I mean? That's <laughs> lumpy it. Rug. Uh, Harry is with us in Michigan. Hi, Harry. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Well, hi, Dave. Thanks for taking the call. Sure. What's um, up? My question is, this is like a general education call. I don't have a home yet, but I'm, I've been looking at different kinds of insurance just to read about insurance. And one of them is home warranty insurance. Uh, I guess it's supposed to pay for any major home repairs. Right. Uh, it's extended like warranty like on it. your home. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, like it or not like it don't like it uh, if somebody gives it to you free i'll take it but um but i don't buy warranties here's why extended warranties on anything cars especially but appliances and electronics and homes here's the general numbers on them okay 12 percent of what you pay so out of a thousand dollars 120 dollars covers the actual probability the statistical probability of the occurrences on average you know, you take a thousand people to take out this home warranty on average across a thousand people, $120 per person is what's going to be spent on the things that it covers. So the actual coverage is about $120. So that leaves another $880 that goes to profit, to marketing and to commissions. So the reason the car dealers are so big on selling you a $3,000, $4,000 extended warranty on your $20,000 car is it's 88% profit in marketing and commissions. It's only 12% of the actual warranty coverage is that. Same thing's true on your home. What What you pay for it on average 
versus what it covers is about $120 per thousand. Mm, that's something. It's almost like they knew they were going to make a profit. And well, that's I mean, why they offered it. Best Buy. Okay. <laughs> Best Buy actually has great buys on flat screen televisions. Mm-hmm. They don't make hardly any money on their flat screen televisions. Not a lot of margin. I bet I know why. Two things. What do you think? I think they know they're going to recoup it on the warranties if they push the warranties hard enough. And 90 days, same as cash. Turns it into credit, Finance. Turns it into credit card debt. That's good. They make all their money on the financing and on the warranties. The TVs are just there to get you in the trap. Wow. Step up on the noose. I promise I won't pull the rope and hang your butt upside down. You'll be having blood rush to your head, wondering what happened. You just stepped in the noose. That's graphic, Dave. Sorry. That's what it is. So what is you'll be hanging upside down, waiting on whatever death is coming to you. But there it is. You know, I could cause all kinds of problems. Things things running through my mind. I don't need to say. But yeah, uh, the um. Anyway, yeah. I mean, that's Best Buy. You you can't buy a freaking number two pencil in Best Buy. Wow. But what they don't offer to finance it for you and put an extended warranty on it. You can't get out of the cash register. The cash people, the cash register people can barely make change, but they know how to fill out the warranty stuff. Those warranties are everywhere. I bought a coffee maker on Amazon and it asked me, did I want a warranty? I bought a t-shirt on Amazon for $8 and they asked me if I wanted to take it on three payments. Wow. You can't make that crap up. Wow. If you can't afford your t-shirt, you might be a redneck. I'm just saying. Oh my God. Three payments, three easy payments on a t-shirt. And it wasn't even that funny a saying. After that, I was just totally disillusioned. This is The Ramsey Show. Dave here. You can find all of our shows with the Ramsey Network app on your smartphone. It's the only place to listen to the entire back catalog of episodes. Download the Ramsey Network app in your favorite app store today.